0: I feel like we need to set some ground rules, specifically when it comes to bread. Uh, I have been waiting for this conversation for a I'm long time. I'm glad we're finally saying it out loud.
1: Bread rules. We're saying the quiet part out loud. Bread rules. Do you want star- to start? I'm going to start. Do you want to establish the, p- the parameters?
0: Yeah, sure. I'm just going to say the most important bread rule there is, and then everything is sort of secondary to that. There's only one bread rule to remember. Yeah, go ahead. Freeze that fucking bread. Y'all, freeze it. Cold. Are you freezing your bread? If you're not freezing your bread, you're you are making a big mistake. Yeah, freeze that bread
1: and tell them wh- and tell them why. Because I know. Yeah, I know
0: too. Okay, but I want to hear but you. No, say sure, it now. totally. The second you get home, your bread is is instantly deteriorating and becoming sure. gross. Now you can yeah. eat a slice when you get home. That's fine. One plain slice, nothing on it, nothing on it, completely dry. But okay. everything else that you've brought home. All the bread stuff needs to go directly in the freezer. You can put it in a Ziploc bag, that's fine. But the second it goes in the freezer, it retains what yeah. makes bread special and delightful. And if you are leaving it out, let's say you like do the like half twist tie and you like fold the plastic bag over. No, y'all, you're ruining your bread. You're ruining yeah. your bread. I need a special cooler to get my
1: cryo loaf from from the the giant eagle to my freezer. Yes. I need there to be zero time. I need there to be zero time where their bread is exposed to the kind of temperatures that my body likes cuz mm-hmm. my body's not bread and my bread is not my body. I keep my bread
0: in the fridge? <gasps> no, Justin, no. That's a half what? measure. What? It's not even a half measure. It might be worse than leaving fall. it out I'm on the table. It in a sandwich. No, no. Justin here here the the liquid inside your bread did you know your bread has liquid in it oh my god it's so I, wet the it's, it's so wet the liquid inside your bread you're leaving it in the fridge it's drying out it's going goodbye like you're waving goodbye to all that liquid by putting it in the freezer you're sealing the liquid in it's it not has going nowhere anywhere
1: to, nowhere to go
0: nowhere to go it's parking it's it's taking a little vacation inside the bread and it's not going anywhere
2: you know we've been talking about uh, the freezer for so long You know what I think we got in our hands Uh what's that juice A cold open
0: Hmm <laughs> <laughs>
2: My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is
1: Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week.
2: My name is Ross Frostick and I know the best game of the week. Uh, welcome to Besties. It is a video game club uh, that is also a podcast, and just by listening, you have become a member. We talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. Let me tell you, folks, this one especially, if you hold this one up and Pac-Man next to it, you will realize we have come a Unrecognizable. Very unrecognizable. There everyone. is eating in this. So God of War Ragnarok is the
0: game and Chris Plant what is it? Well, I uh, according to the Criterion Collection, the best movie <laughs> ass ass, Russ. We'll be <laughs> right back to discuss it right after this. This episode of The Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting auraframes.com for a limited time. Listeners can get twenty dollars off their best-selling frame with code besties. That's a u r a frames.com promo code besties. Terms and conditions apply. God of War Ragnarok. Yep, um, is uh,
2: it's the new. It's the second God of War game.
0: In Ever. <laughs> And it's also the, I don't know,
2: seventh?
1: I
0: think it's like the know, seventh. Know. If you count the Vita one. there were three main... They are good. You gotta count
1: the Vita yeah, ones. And then good.
0: the Vita ones, I think there were two Vita ones, and then there was God of War Ascension, so that's six. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of God of War, And there might have been another one in there that I'm just forgetting. Yeah, probably.
2: Um...
1: You really only need to know about the. I know that God of War fans get angry when you say this, but you really only need to have played the 2018 one to play 100%. this one. I think yes, yeah, especially yeah. in this year.
2: The number of naked women he rips in half in this one to is use basically as door nil. jams is yeah, zero. To use <laughs> as weights <wait> for puzzles. <laughs> That's a real thing that happened in God of War three. <laughs> Look it up. Um. So I w- I loved God of War One. I thought that not only was w- when it you
0: say that you mean twenty 20- God, of, 2018, War 1, God 2018 of War 2018, Thank yes. you.
2: I loved God of War. Can I just call it one? Sure. From now I mean? on, yes. you you all From know now on. God of War One. I loved. I thought it was not only like really smart, really pretty gameplay mechanics, like a uh, uh, really enjoyable, pleasant experience. I thought the idea of th- uh, one of the big characters in a medium being in conversation with his own legacy mm-hmm. was fascinating and like such an interesting hallmark of how video games have grown and matured. Um, and I, I, I mainly wanted to like establish that context for like how, um, how pumped I was for God of war Ragnarok, because I, I thought the first one was just so, so smart.
0: Yeah. I think from a like third person action game point of view it it sets such an incredibly incredibly high bar for the entire genre that i mean the only game that like comes close to competing with it for just from a gameplay standpoint is um last of us 2 in my opinion and it is just like just so it was so different from everything else that had come before it in terms of feel in terms of like just how polished it was. Yeah. The structure of the game was like really unique. Um, and I think uh, they took a lot of that foundation and used it in this game rather than reinventing the wheel. This is not like yeah. a total like start from scratch kind of sequel. Uh, no, it is, it's,
1: it is, it's frankly the the, uh, the the polar opposite. And I, for me, I think that's the most sort of surprising success of God of War Ragnarok is how it does not really miss a beat from from picking up where the 2018 game left off. Do you mean narratively
0: because, or overall? I think, I
1: think narratively and mechanically. Like in God of War 2018, it was all about angry Kratos learning to stop being such a shithead. And be a daddy. And, and be a daddy. And it's all about sort of the 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 realizations that go hand-in-hand hand with that, and it is great that this game does not make you kind of... You know how in Metroid... At the start of every Metroid game, or especially every Metroid Prime game, there's like a sequence where Samus like falls off something, yeah, or and so like a big plasma beam hits her, her. A big and... plasma beam blasts her suit, and she loses all of her power ups, which yep. is like the the conceit for why she has to go and get the fucking space space uh, the spacer again. <laughs> um, I am I, I I was wondering like how they would handle that. Uh, if at all with Ragnarok, and they basically don't.
0: Because yeah, they the mostly do There's a couple things that you lose that were little in the first things game. like
1: your
2: shield and lo-
1: but I mean Very most, uh, you lose your shield the, for like 15 minutes. They're in
2: the middle it. of something called Fimble Winter, which is uh, a a permanent pre-apocalypse. Winter. Yeah, pre-apocalypse, and it is. They mention that it's like draining their magic. Different people say it's like, oh, it's draining my magic, which I think is like. Maybe why you're not as good at killing stuff. Actually. Yeah. You were really be. good at killing stuff at the you're end of the 20s. Really uh,
1: all that to say, like, to not have to retread the, Ooh, shut up, boy, like those waters again, and instead sort of start at a place of,
2: like, this is Mutual a guy who's already respect. admitting that he like loves his son. Yeah. yeah. And he respects his son. And he's like that, he hasn't lost that vulnerability. And that's um, which that's dope. He also starts the game with the Blades of Chaos, which yeah, like true. makes it,
1: I would say, about twice as spicy starting out as 2018 God of War did starting out.
0: And you know, uh, it's funny because I actually think I prefer the axe still, although the the blades of chaos do get very good as you upgrade them, but I think early on. I was still using the axe more.
1: Yeah, the, the the mechanically like the game starts you out with a lot more options in yeah. combat. And a lot of it boils down to like you have your uh you have your axe which freezes shit and then you have your blades of chaos which sets shit on fire. And so it's like using those two things in in tandem, which is like more or less, like what you were doing at the end of the 2018 God of yeah. War, and then it just yeah. kind of like layers stuff on top of it from from
2: there. They do some uh, interesting stuff with um, elements, like your your uh, blades will set people on fire, and the axe is uh, frozen. And so, if you use the axe on someone on fire, it does more damage. So, like incentivizing and like vice versa between so. them. Yeah, yeah, you kind of have to be fluid as you switch between.
1: I I. Uh, I I have some issues with pacing, but not sort of mechanically. Like yeah, I think the I, game I, is pretty fun to like get in there and start cutting, you know, bandits in half or whatever, like from minute one. That's that's good for me. I like
0: that a lot. Yeah, I think well I guess in the second half of this episode after the break we'll get it a little bit more into not huge spoilers, but at least more narrative stuff. But I do agree with you. I think when the game is leaning into the stuff that it does really well, which is the like game feel exploration, freedom of movement, freedom of like what you're going to do next. I think it is cruising equally, if not better than the last game. I do think there are, as Griffin alluded to some elements in the game that I think they're trying to do something that they're just not necessarily as good at, which is very slow paced narrative beats. Um, I'm not saying they can't have um, like a moving story, but I think there is a lot of like two people slowly walking through a forest sequences that just that really don't need to be in there realistically.
1: Yeah, I I think also it's uh, a symptom of like the first game story was very
0: clean,
1: yes, and very like like your wife slash mom died. Sorry, wait, Kratos' wife. Yes, Atreus's mom died, and you have to carry her ashes <laughs> to the tallest mountain. Yeah. Like that's and and that's it, and everything that happens. I mean, you along do collect way. like
0: a gems, like the Infinity Gauntlet at one point. To be sure. fair, but you do fair. lots
2: of different things. But but, it is, is, but you, is you know is what your story. end goal is, whereas here yeah, it, right. it is
0: a little more vague. In so far as like you know, Ragnarok's coming, but you don't really know what you're gonna do to do it. Like about that, I I. I th-
2: can we talk about mechanical stuff before the break yeah. and narratively? Yeah, after? that sure, sounds great. Just to keep that division for people that want it completely, uh, because there's one guy in the narrative section you know we're going to talk about. Fuck you yes, baby. Figure in mechanically at all. Um, I like the flow uh, where partners are like more useful in this one. Like um, your companions have uh, their own upgrade trees, and you have a little bit more fidelity with. the 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 skills that they're using in any one moment yeah the way you upgrade them and you can flick between different elements that they use and things like that um which again it's been however long since you know four years since i played the last one so i don't remember everything that is uh new about that but that all feels good i wish there were some little there were some little things i wish they could let go of like uh the chests are like every i mean literally you can't go (laughs) 30 seconds without seeing a chest and smashing it and they're almost always like some money and it's like well thanks this is good but like just go ahead and give me more money later like i really don't <laughs> make me st- keep stopping to get these chests yeah in a game that's so sort of like serious and 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 you know more realistic take there's just chests fucking everything. there are a lot and let's, of and let's chess. say this
1: it the god of me. the god of war kratos sucks shit at opening chests yeah. I what swear to god that? every time he does it it's like the first time he's done cuz either the chest is too small and that makes him angry and he just sort of punches yeah, his bursts it open very the effective. Top. Open but that's but okay. That's like saying that it's okay how the Kool-Aid man enters a room. It's <laughs> it not. is we for him do- we have door for him I guess he would never then, fit like,
0: through a door. What door would allow the Kool-Aid man to fit through that?
1: I, okay, fine. It's not a great comparison because the, the chest has hinges. It has a mechanic for opening the chest. You don't
2: have to punch through the top What of if it. it's locked? What if oh. someone
1: else wants to put something in that chest to for safekeeping later? This is
2: nothing. I really liked, uh, one thing they did uh, mechanically is they gave you like upgrades based on how often you would use uh, certain skills. Yeah. So you would like level up the skills and the, and they would get better. And then th- the sort of final form of them is that you can insert a, what are they, what are a, they? Amul- like an enchantment, enchantment amulet, whatever the gem, fuck. Yeah. token, whatever. Um, it, that changes it in some way. Yeah. That so like the, uh, makes it, oh, go ahead. I Richard. was
0: going to say, just as an example. So the, so if you, one attack that you have pretty basic attack is you hold down R1 and you do this giant fucking ax heavy attack And if you do that a certain number of times, like 30 times, you basically reach a tier where you can then select an enchantment between a few of them and and right. Justin, if you want to sort of talk. To
2: like him. builds up their status yeah. or does more damage or does more stun stuff like that.
0: And it just lets you customize your character in ways that previously you just unlocked the skill and you never thought about it again. And here right. you can kind of lean into it. It reminded well, me of- it
2: incentivizes you to mix it up a little bit, yeah. at least long enough to see if something is going to work for you.
0: Yeah. yeah, it reminded me of like how Ratchet and Clank, uh, it, the more you use like a given weapon, it like evolves in some way. It does kind of,
2: it does kind of, uh uh, this is a me problem probably but i i do hate that once i completely level up a skill from using it so much and get all the cool enchantments and everything yeah i am then disincentivized from using it because it's no longer becoming more right yeah until you get everything unlocked i I shouldn't use it yeah yeah i mean you are not gonna unlock i'm almost certain there are many more ways that you can spend experience in this game that like i don't think you could max everything out
0: i have so much fucking experience
2: i think I'd... i yeah but you have like your the skills you level up with those then you're like leveling up the uh the like your, relics special, your runic attacks yeah. you're re- yeah you're leveling up relics you're leveling up axe handles you're, you're spending that experience on everything yeah i, I mean I, I, theoretically you could do anything but i don't think most players are gonna do that
1: i do think it's an Grade for, I hated the RPG shit in the 2018 God of War. Yeah. My
0: biggest sort of complaint. Uh, because you, you didn't like the you, fact that it was like a 2%. Oh, you get a 2% increase yeah. in your stamina or whatever it was.
1: And it was just like, well, I found a blue fucking right. bracer. And that makes this. Yeah, it fe- everything feels. A, a, it, it's still not perfect. I don't think that the carrots are particularly juicy. But I do think that it is less obtrusive this time around and for me that is a a pretty big
2: upgrade the equipment wise it really encourages like play styles like like customizable like you do with the i got two sets of armor that were both of a similar level yeah one would build up poison anytime i beat up somebody with my bare hands or use parry on them and then all the other gear in the set was built around like capitalizing on poison damage and I had that for a while, and then I ran into some armor that is, like, focused on increasing the speed with which you get, like, special attacks recharged, or are called runic attacks, but, like, increasing that. And that is how I like to play. Yeah. And that was cool because it's like, oh, good, this is, like, supporting the way I want to play. And it it is is much less about min-maxing, I think, you know, than, like, finding something that, that is a good fit for you.
0: Yeah, one of the things you know, we kind of alluded to it in the last game, you really didn't have builds until the very end of the game. Once you started getting like legendary armor and stuff like that, that armor had perks attached to it. But everything else before that really just had like very basic stats. It was like, oh, more defense or whatever
1: it was. And that stuff I felt like was only necessary if you were tackling like the you know valkyrie side quests sure or like they're
0: really 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 difficult end game stuff yeah Otherwise, or you, if you're playing on a higher difficulty but honestly i like it was satisfying to work towards that stuff because it really did give you a pretty big advantage yeah sure and here like every set every piece of armor in the game not only has a perk attached to it but can be fully leveled to maximum level Such that if you find armor, like the second piece of armor you find in the game could carry you to the end of the game if that matches your playstyle. If you like that playstyle, so you know, there's uh armor that, like, when you dash at the last second, it uh, slows down time briefly. That was a big popular perk in the last game. Um, so that armor you can just fully upgrade to legendary if you really like it, and it'll. You know, increase in stats, but you'll never lose those perks. So I thought that was a huge improvement of the last game. The other big improvement, Griffin, you were talking about carrots, and this is one carrot that I really like chasing. There's an amulet now. And I'm sorry about the terminology. I know it's going to get very complicated, but the amulet basically is the, uh, it has these empty slots in them. And you can fill these slots with various whatever fucking runes, whatever they call them. It is the barest amount of artistic
2: abstraction I've <laughs> yeah, ever yeah. seen yeah. on a gameplay mechanic. <laughs> it's the here, it's the am, it's the amulet. Um, <laughs> you put gems in it, right? And you just do whatever different stuff. So
0: don't don't it's overwhelm really yourself to your with homeland that or something. Yeah, but what the end result is is you get even more control over your character because when you're slotting these things in, these are additional perks that you can slot in. And some of those perks, it's like, oh, if you use three Alfheim, whatever the fuck, runes, they'll unlock a perk that increases damage after a dodge. And you can pair that with, like, the slowdown you get after a dodge and really start leaning into perks. There's There's also individual runes that require a certain stat. So, for example, I got a rune that increases my dodge distance... And the only way to use that was to have a cooldown stat of 60 or higher. And I had basically been ignoring cooldown. Unlike Justin, who likes using the cooldown abilities, I always forget they're there. So I essentially never spec for a cooldown. So what I had to go do was like look through all my gear and decide, oh, I could maybe get a little cooldown from here and here and here just to unlock this very helpful longer dodge skill and further, like, power up my build so it, it gave me just a lot of control i'm not saying all this stuff is like super clearly conveyed it took me probably a good six or seven hours to like fully wrap my head around it but once i did it just felt like i you know i could build my kratos to be very different from like someone else's which is great yeah. i i feel
2: like uh structurally let's talk about that for a yeah before we move move into the break um I feel like my my big problem with this game is very little in the moment to moment and much more about like the way it all sort of flows together. And I think for me, the the thing that was really hurt me with this one is pacing. I mean we've we've talked around it a little bit. Some of those segments are are a little dull. Um, but it also is this like, you feel the levels or at least for me, like I really felt the levels it's much less open through a lot of the game than the previous God of War. And once you like got into a quote unquote like level, yeah, like you're very much there kind of grinding it out. And, and there it is just the pace between that, the pace of, you know, rushing into a, a very mechanical gameplay dungeon and, going through that and then being spit back out, it just felt chunky. Like, it just felt like it wasn't pulling me along to the last thing. A lot of times I was like, okay, that's enough for right now.
0: Yeah, the, um, the just to be more specific, the game is basically structured into two chunks. There are pretty linear, I would say very linear, in fact, like story missions, if you will, that happen at certain beats of the game. And then the game will basically open up into these large areas that'll have like six or seven or even 10 like little side quests and mini dungeons to explore and little objectives and stuff like that. And the open stuff, the side quest stuff is like, I think the game's absolute shining moment. When when they really take the reins off and let you explore and fuck around and like complete mini tasks and stuff like that, I am having a total blast. And there are a bunch of those areas I think, you know, each of the realms you go to has at least one of them. But then you'll go to these story missions which have, you know, obviously a focus on cutscenes, but also as Justin says, you know what, they reminded me of like Call of Duty missions. They were so railroaded to the point of like you're just in a lot of ways walking in a straight line because you have no other option. And and, the, and a
2: lot of the like things that are there for you to do are very much like uh, the one that was killing me was the reflection panels yeah. for the elves, like <laughs> just like puzzle mechanics. Be, the puzzle mechanics, right? There is a there's a switch behind this gate, and there is and right above this gate, there is a purple plate that if you throw your axe, it will reflect off of the purple thing to hit the switch. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times where you wander in the room, and the game's like so what do you think? Yeah. So it's like, okay, I think that I need to throw my axe at the blue purple plate. Can I just walk through? Nope. You got to do the thing. It's like, okay, fine. Like I'll do, I'll do your, your, your dumb, dumb. Th- a lot of that stuff felt like it really detracted from the, the narrative successes of it. Cause it really felt so chunky.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I don't want to paint too broad a brush here because I haven't finished the game yet but I just do not find really any of the puzzly stuff or at least 90% of it to be fun, quite honestly. Like almost all of the puzzles rely on, oh, did you look at this thing from this precise angle? Or, oh, did you check every nook nook and cranny for where these like three runes could be hidden? Or, oh, did you... I mean, it's like a modern day version of like pushing a box on a switch. Like... It, it, you can you compare that to like the puzzle solving in a game like Breath of the Wild and I realize they're different games, but I feel like modern gay, day game design really requires some level of like ingenuity on the part of the player and not just, oh, I have this key and this lock and they go together. And it just feels so uh, rigid in that way. And the
2: narrative care, you're always, almost always a very little exception with someone else, with a companion. Yeah be it Mamir the head on your on your belt or whoever. Um, and and a lot of times it's Mamir and someone else who's like helping you because Mamir is not very great with you know assisting in battle the fact that he's just a head. <laughs> um, and the way these characters are so like they're 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 very well written and naturally written and I could feel the writers like, how do we get this head who's supposed to be the smartest guy in the world? What's a cool way of him saying try throwing your axe at the purple plate, brother? <laughs> like just try doing that like try doing this dumb gameplay mechanic for no reason cuz this is not a, these are not lived in environments these are not play these are god of war levels that these people have made to live in um and uh that 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 was rough yeah that was rough
0: so so I do have some a, a pro tip for people that are playing at home for me I I my instinct was oh I want to see the story so I'm going to like lightly touch the side stuff but mostly just focus on story stuff And you can do that. Like it, it makes it very clear what's a main story objective versus a side story objective. Fight that urge to just do story stuff, because if you're doing side stuff, it will make the story stuff more palatable. Just because it won't feel like a total dirge march to the end, where you're like on these linear paths. Make sure you're mixing it in with the side stuff, and then when you feel like, oh, I'm gonna watch some cutscenes and like do a linear puzzle-heavy mission. You can go do a story thing, but it's and
2: the, the the side stuff is well well entwined with it. It's very it's very often like so. What do you want to do? We could go do this thing. I'd love help with, or we could head back. Like it, it, makes it. They want you to know that like it's very much in your hands. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, should we move on? I I I have not. I'm like six hours in, I think. And so the story stuff I've run into that I haven't loved, I would say, has not diminished from the fact that I just like playing it. I, it is. It seems like a base thing to say about a game that is supposed to be like the probably the high touch like uh, masterpiece blockbuster of the year. But it's just it's fucking fun to chop, you know no doubt yeah Chaka it angel. is it is fucking fun. It, that is it's i think it makes a, a great first impression it just slogs from time to time should we should we go to break and then yeah. talk a little bit about yeah, the story no, not spoily stuff but you
2: know no but like li- liked-er. like lighter like you know some some spoilies. okay
3: y'all
2: Their wireless plans, there is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars, for like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar to get this new customer offer and get your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. At mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
1: I'm just gonna say it.
2: Just say it. Let's all say it. Richard Schiff Richard as Schiff. Odin. <laughs> yeah, i mean... It's, it's maybe
1: the best. I'm not not no hyperbole here. Maybe the best video game voice acting. I, performance, embodiment so of the Fucking
2: VGA already. <sighs> Give this man his
1: VGA. I, I gen, there's, there, this game has a lot going for it. There's a lot of great reasons to play this game. I would recommend anybody play it because Richard Schiff's turn as Odin is the best shit I've ever seen in a, From the moment he walks onto the screen. And then every following moment he's on the screen, it is uh, he, fucking
2: imagine one of our most like charismatic and fun-to-watch character actors on the planet, like Richard and, Schiff. Is and for
0: people that aren't a, aware, S-tier. Richard Schiff, best known as Toby on the West Wing, but obviously he's been in many other things. But if you've seen the West Wing, he is Toby. Uh, this is not us. Uh, I know we have a lot of fun with with
2: with jokes here on the show, but to, to send jokes out of the room, uh, Richard Schiff is he is an older gentleman who I very much doubt plays a lot of video games. And he is bringing the full force of Richard Schiff to, to, to Zeus. He doesn't play and a lot. He does He's right. big on
0: apex, but that's pretty He's much huge it. on apex.
2: But I don't know. Ross, uh, can you describe Richard Schiff for people? Like give us the, like what vibe is Richard Schiff? Richard Schiff is him?
0: like the lowest of the low key with a layer beneath him of like pure boiling rage, but it's, it's presented in such a low key, like chill manner that it's like unsettling and avuncular. And he's great. I I'm actually a th- little
2: bit like Hades, the James Woods's uh, Hades in Hercules. I mean, less like, singing, but yeah, much less singing <laughs> and and more avuncular. But it's like his charisma and manner are such that, like, every time he's on screen, he's like, I I start feeling, I don't know, Kratos is kind of a dipshit. Like, he, I, yeah, I, he
1: plays the. Arguably the antagonist of God of War, sure. Ragnarok. He is Odin, the king shithead of all the shithead gods. And he is famously, like, uh, a, a, an extremely manipulative person. And considering that he is up against the literal god of war to be, like, the scariest person in the room... uh is 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 an incredibly like uh it, it's just an amazing accomplishment i I think
2: that uh okay, so Richard Chiff has gotten his credit. I struggled a lot with the narrative aspects of this uh, without getting into spoiler territory, I felt like uh, except for the lightest spoilers, I felt like the first one was such a clean story and uh I am now god, I don't know, probably. Russ, you and I are probably at a similar Yeah, I think maybe like, a little bit further than you, than you are. Um, So it's maybe like, I mean, for me, maybe 15 hours in? With the, Is that what you would estimate? Like yeah, we were probably at, around there, yeah. Let me check the count. About 15 hours in. And I think I'm seeing the picture of the story that they're wanting to do, and it is not well telegraphed or rendered or sort of like put together in such a way that it starts resonating, like- for the very early parts of this game, for for much of them, I kind of felt like, what am I doing? Like, why sure. why am I doing any of this? Like, I don't understand why any of this is
0: happening. I Yeah, to, just to like, boil it down a little further. So that, you know, Fimble winters going on, there's this prophecy that Ragnarok's basically gonna blow the shit out of everything, bad news bears. And in the lead up to this, the idea is like, oh, we need to, you know, the Kratos side is like, worried about uh Odin and and uh whatever and then obviously Odin is worried about himself and and uh, all the Aesir gods Heimdall and stuff like they're worried about themselves. So there is this like one side versus the other thing that is building up. And I think part of the problem is because this game series specifically the reboot of God of War was imagined maybe not originally but certainly developed in the end as two games instead of three games they have so much ground to cover in the early parts of this game where like uh the first game had i want to say like 7 characters in total like really it was very it was a, sparse it was in terms an empty of characters
1: thing. yeah sure
0: this game has like no joke like 20 talking characters that you are introduced to in the first six or seven hours. All very good, I will say. they're,
2: they're The they're performances are great. Distinct. Like, I remember the names, which I don't normally do. Sure. I mean, later. they
0: are, like, established, like, Lady Sif and, and Thor and stuff. They're pretty established character names. But I would also say, like, because you need to introduce both sides of this war to set up the eventual war, it's just, like, a lot of ground you need to cover. And And the way they do that... Is you'll be traveling to different realms and you'll like, oh, this realm has this problem, and this person is represent you know, you'll meet like Frere or whoever it is, and he'll, you know, explain why things are so problematic in wherever this realm is. I'm trying to avoid spoilers. So sure it just it requires a lot of like setup that I'm sure will pay off. I'm sure they are building to like this side versus this side, eventually having that moment of clashing. But you compare that to the sparsity of the first game and it's just like a lot to chew through it's like eating a very like thick steak and you're trying to digest the whole thing and it's just like a lot whereas you compare that to like the side missions in the game which obviously are very different but generally the side missions are just like you and a companion and you're talking about what you're trying to accomplish but you get like a very full satisfying arc over the course of like an hour or Two at most and they just feel very like concise and interesting um and it's just like a lot more work to do the preamble in this the the story stuff feels like jrpg levels of like setup i think the writing and performances are much better generally but the just the amount of stuff that they have to introduce is just way too much
2: it gets and it also moves very far from the zoomed in human story of god of war one like it's so much more expansive it feels jarring i think they
0: do later on i'm like a a little bit further than you they do bring in more human elements to each like to the various different characters in this but because it's so many characters yeah it can but it is
2: if if kratos has an arc it's never going to be as compelling as the last one right because that's like perfect setup like perfect character. He's basically Batman at this up. point.
0: Like he's right. kind of locked in place. Right.
2: But to have him confront that in the last game, that's the story that you tell. I I think if, if, if there is a central story that, I, that I have been taking away from creditors perspective, it is in God of War one, they, he was forced to choose between being a father and being a monster. And that's the, that's the two that the, he had been a monster and he decided he was going to be a father. Yeah. What this one sort of asks is, okay, but what if you have to be a monster to be a father like what what does that look like and I and I it's compelling but but it's it's taken so long and I'm not even sure that's the story they're trying to tell, but like that is my best guess after probably fifteen hours.
0: I think this, it's like, also winter. very much tied to the idea of like the first game he learned to deeply care about this kid, his son yeah, and right. this is like what are you willing like are you willing to let someone you deeply care about go in order for something else, you know, to happen. Um, It
1: also, it also does something very interesting, which is, and I think you have to have played 2018 in order to really play this because and it's a great game. So like, it's a great game. Yeah. Where it all comes full circle is that in the 2018 God of War, he killed a lot of other people's kids. Like he killed a lot of other gods kids throughout the story of, of God of War 2018 while he was sorta of exploring his own parental relationship. <laughs> and in this one, like every single one of those chickens comes home to to roost. Mm-hmm. And that is that is, I think, a lot of the propellant for the the story that they are telling. It to feels sell.
2: much more sweeping. It feels much more like the kind of growth you would see in like a massive fantasy novel or something where like yeah. there are different characters and they're interweaving in different ways. It's not the intense um sort of personal story the last one it,
0: it, I would also add that, like, Kratos' it, it sort of growing moment from the last game kind of extends to these other side characters now. Like, a lot of the side missions revolve around, like, people making, like, apology tours for the horrible shit they did previously. Mimir's, yeah. well, like, the very first uh, side mission you get in Svartalheim, wherever it is, um, is basically about, like, Mimir and all the horrible shit that he did, uh, while he was advising Odin. And um, so, they're, uh, you know, I think they kind of extend that theme to the other characters um, in the game. Uh, Thor, it, the, it, uh, Thor,
1: who's voiced by Ryan Hurst, who yeah. is in um, Sons, of Sons of Anarchy and a yeah. bunch of other stuff, I think it's excellent. Yeah, I he think does it's, a, a it's, really good job. Uh, really, really makes that role, like, really terrifying and like uh, at the same time sad. Yeah. And uh, it's it's uh, compared to Balder, who was kind of like the uh, antagonist in the last game who would just show up and you'd be like, oh shit. I, I think that he is a lot more, uh, I don't know, uh, not relatable necessary, but uh, empathetic uh, of a character. And that is- Yeah, tragic, is certainly. Really you get the, You get that
0: impression time. that he's, in the same way that Odin is manipulating us, also manipulating all the Aesir gods as well.
2: Yeah. Can I tell you a narrative thing that kind of freaks me out? This is kind of, this is kind of side whatever, but sometimes I, Mimir freaks me out. Just him being ahead? Just him being ahead, because I think about like, they do this like sort of subtle, subtle like body horror stuff with Mimir, because he's around so much that they get into like these conversations that are like weird sidebar like he'll yawn and kratos is like why are you yawning like how could you be yawning and he's like yeah it's funny brother i don't have lungs anymore but sometimes i feel tired it's like fucking hell that sometimes a lot of times kratos gets killed right and he's wearing mimir on his back they are like mimir is immortal and kratos gets killed so Kratos falls over on his back <laughs> and Amir's like, get up. And it's like, how is eternity going? Pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> I'm squished under this dude forever and ever. Um
1: I I I it's it's frustrating when the pacing slips up because I'm I really like all of the characters and performances and the stuff that they have going on between them is really is really good stuff. It's just good video game storytelling. It's just oh boy, there's just a few sequences where I was looking at the clock, like man, how fucking long have I been?
0: Yeah, just during story stuff, you mean? Uh,
1: I I mean those those sort of very uh like you're locked in like story linear
0: dungeon things. I think it get it, uh, my sense is that it gets better. The pacing does get better as you go. It it has felt like that to me. There's a moment. It's like, it's you're probably very close to a griffin, seven-ish hours in, where you return to an area you were in the first game, but it's different this time. Everything after that, that area in particular is spectacular, but everything after that has felt a lot more better paced, I should say. Um, it's still not perfect. I still, you know, the story stuff and the slow walking stuff still does drag. But...
2: I, I, I also, if I could highlight one of the things, it's got to go. The treasure chests are too much... I, I I can't stand climbing in games like this. There's not... Because it's not a challenge or a game. Like, I'm so tired of push the stick at the cracks to watch the bald man climb around on rocks. Just let yeah. me... Just push... But And the bald man up. is so much slower than his it's little so son. Why? Sl- oh, <laughs> when I see a shimmy ledge, I, I want to weep. You all know that's not fun. Don't make me do that. Please. I think it's just Please. there
0: for narrative like oh we can slow them down so we can deliver lines while this area loads in or something
2: it's not low i mean like these aren't loading because it's ca- vertical like you're going up and you're still in the thing it just takes forever yeah but you the camera is like it path. is kind
0: of loading I mean, in some areas
2: it's i mean loading. i guess yeah but still the it then get fat pipes like i don't I i don't make me climb it. uh is that it uh, I feel I feel like it's, feel you know, like it's it is, really tough I don't I, and maybe Russ is in the same point I've gone so far in this and I still don't know I know I don't adore it but I am enjoying it and I think my expectations were unrealistically high for it but the more I play it I just I keep finding stuff that really works yeah and then it'll stop working for a while it really it feels a little bit designed by committee because there are some segments where I'm like this whips ass I'm loving this and then it's just like Oh, sorry bud no more fun for you
1: yeah i, I think that the, it's tough to make a follow-up to a game like god of war and i think that there are a lot of things that are really clever and really just well executed in that sort of pursuit uh and then there are also a handful of things that are just like missed 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 opportunities missteps to have like a a true club banger in the way that, that the 2018 God of War was. Uh, that said, I'm definitely going to keep playing it and digging yeah, into yeah, it. It, just, a- it is one of the better games also at the same time that I've played this year. It's just, it's shortcomings. I think great extra because of, because of that.
0: It's also weird. Cause like this, this format of like a 40 hour, I don't know how long it is, but let's say 40 hour game. Like, super high production value, huge team, single-player only, is such an endangered species these days. Like, what did we get? Like, three of them this year, if that? Four, maybe? And so I want the most out of these experiences, because I know they are not only rare now, but will get increasingly rare in the future. Just because, like, it's fucking expensive to make these games. And and you can't put a game like this on Game Pass, necessarily, because, like... You know, I guess they have to fucking justify the expense and and stuff like that. Although, you know, Starfield will be on Game Pass. So what do I know? Um, We do have a couple reader mail questions I want to get to. Let's do them. Uh, They are God of War centric. So this question comes from Sean. My OG PlayStation 4 has been in rough shape, barely able to play any new games. Is God of War uh, Ragnarok worth making the leap to PlayStation 5? Is this game a tipping point in the PlayStation 5 catalog? That's so.
1: That question will continue to be impossible to answer as long as there is, you know, as long as there are PC games that are that look and run incredible on computers that don't even have to be top of the line, hyper expensive anymore. Like I, I don't. I, there's a lot of great PS5 games. This is also the first time I've booted up my PS5 since. Well, I guess I played.
2: The Last of Us uh, Part One, yeah. re 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 it's, remake. Um, it's hard to make the value judgment, especially when like PS5s you can't even really buy them, like uh, uh, still, right? Like not without a little bit of luck and 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 for
0: and, yeah, they're uh, still kind of hard to find. I I talked a little them. bit about this on resties because we did like the first like hour of the impressions of the game, and I would say, um, I I think the big question is how much do you care about playing this game at sixty frames a second. I personally think it makes a huge difference to play this game at 60 frames a second. Yeah. But I don't think visuals outside of the 60 frames a second scream PlayStation 5 to me. They They scream like, man, this game is running really great and it looks very, very pretty, but it doesn't look like next generation levels of pretty. It looks pretty close to how the last game looked, but running at 60 frames a second. So this is,
2: this is out on PS4
0: too, right? This is also yes. out on PS4. I'm yeah, sure
2: I, I, we're not going to get I, it's. Here's what I would say. My friend, my friend on the internet, Sean, Unt- Sean, until you start seeing games that are just made for the PS5, I think you're fine. Just using your PS4. Like I, well, that-
0: yeah. I mean, in Sean's defense, like I played t- the 2018 God of war on an OG PlayStation 4, like not a PlayStation four pro. And it was pretty framey and rough, like not great. It couldn't even uh, nail a steady 30 frames a second. So I am sensitive to Sean's hesitance here. I would say you could either wait for this game to come out on PC, which I'm sure it will, or wait, you know, until there's more of a PlayStation 5 catalog. But if you're trying to like, if you're looking for a a game that's going to like show fucking wild PlayStation 5 visuals. I don't think this game is it. I think the two games that are it are Ratchet and & Clank and the Demon Souls remake. Demon Souls. Yeah, are both sure. like holy shit. This is next generation stuff. Especially Ratchet & Clank. God, those are really yeah, the only two games like including the Xbox. Those are the only two games I've played over the last couple of years that like Feel truly, truly next gen.
2: I'm just saying the design of PlayStation Five games are is going to continue to be hampered as long as they have to also, also function on. Forward. Yeah, on I don't know about
0: forward. design, but certainly like graphics. We
2: just talked about the walls, man. Oh uh, yeah, just no, you're
0: right. You're right. That's okay. fair. That is fair. Like I don't want to do walls anymore. Yeah, no don't more walls. Do the walls. Don't
2: make me slide we'll through spread cracks. Spread the word. Uh, How is everybody else getting through these cracks? <laughs> okay. Uh, we have. What one- if you have like a? You're carrying. A bag of flour, you know, yeah. you can't get
1: through the. There's crack. a reason he doesn't carry bags of flour everywhere, and it's because of the PlayStation Boy, Four. Where's my flour? Dragging
0: it down. Uh, one more quick question. This comes from Fart Supreme. Great. <laughs> do you think? What are you laughing at, Fart Supreme? Do you think God of War's uh, uh, turn to Norse mythology is helped or hurt by other popular Viking slash North Norse media around Marvel's Thor, Assassin's Creed Valhalla? Uh, and then there's a question of where do we think the story is going next. That will heavily. De- uh, be dependent on how this game ends, which I don't know. So we'll just answer the first question: Do you think it's helped or hurt by the popularity of Norse mythology?
2: I think it's helped. I mean, I the fact that like I ran you run into like I'll give you an example: Heimdall is the is uh, Idris Elba from the Thor movies, yeah. or And Heimdall is in this, and like you just know, like I I went in like I completely remembered who this character is because I know their deal. So seeing their take on it, I mean, Odin is working. So well, in part because it's in contrast to the other performances of of that that character. Yeah, um, Heimdall's so I, fucking great
1: in this game. Heimdall's too, great. such a piece of shit. Yeah, the performances a, they, in
2: this game are fucking great. Yeah,
1: there's this whole element of like the Aesir gods are these like just detached pricks. Uh and man, Almighty Heimdall really, really uh,
2: steps into a, that and owns it. N- n- not to touch back on it, but it's like. I think part of the, one of the things that really works for me is that Kratos is like, I really would like to stop killing gods. (laughs) I just want to be the dad and I don't want to kill gods anymore. And then Ragnarok's like, what if we gave you the most intensely killable gods possible? <laughs> like, not only could you, like Richard Schiff and all his greatness, seems like <laughs> Kratos could probably flat that dude in about 10 seconds, right? <laughs> he's like so kill, And uh, everyone else, they've just got the worst case of dick face, and you just you're begging, like he's they're begging to be absolutely <laughs> slaughtered. You can feel the restraint that it's taking, not just murder them wholesale. Yeah,
0: agreed. Uh, so that's it for God of War. Uh, I would say it is definitely worth playing if you played the last one. If you haven't played the last one, you should play the last one. Yeah, I would not.
1: There is no reality in which you should play this game before playing 20 Correct. Um, I would agree with that.
2: You guys play anything else?
1: Uh, so I've been playing Signalis. Uh,
0: oh, okay, yeah. Uh,
1: after yeah, yeah. discussing it. It's interesting. I'm I'm about done with it. Uh, not super long. It's long. like six or seven or hours, right? It's, it, it's not terribly long from what I am supposing based on i just hit a very 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 kojima-esque false flag ending which is uh which is to me a lot of the charm of the game is just the it is just dripping with with like style with like that uh with with a very sort of gosh i don't i don't have a great way of describing it it's very anime inspired very sort of like neon genesis uh evangelion very kojima what was the um what was the like cyberpunk game that kojima did before metal gear saw it wasn't stalker it was something like that though you oh know i who? know what you're talking about uh, yeah,
0: So uh, something knots
2: maybe no, no no it's a se- it's like a sega cd game right yeah something like
1: that uh it's it is so stylish it is the... no, not that that's not what I'm thinking. I don't of. think so. Uh the survival horror like moments of mo- Snatcher, maybe is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um the survival horror kinda like Resident Evil inspired stuff is fine. It doesn't uh I you know, survival horror games are all about these sort of like restriction of resources mm-hmm. and the feeling of stress that comes a- 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 along with that and it is so easy to just like juke around the yeah uh, you know zombie stand-ins in this game that it, it almost it, makes it, you
0: realize why they the controls were so shitty in the original resident evil yeah
1: you can also only hold six items at a time which is nothing and I have just stopped picking up healing items yeah because I haven't used one in a long time uh, but it is I mean it's a it's a sick game like there's a lot of cool shit that this game does and the vibe is uh, undeniable uh, so I'm liking not not loving it, but I, th- I think that if you like that genre it's it is uh, you know breezy enough. I also have no fucking idea what's going on in the story and I'm almost at the end of it, which is a good is, way uh, or a bad way? It's all. I, I mean, I guess it's open to interpretation. The 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 story is. Um, I want to know what's going on because it's it's very clear that the game is trying to tell a very like rich sort of sci-fi story. It felt uh, like Dead Spacey, I, where there was like a mythos. And behind. Even Dead Space, like, had I think a, a bit more of an explicit like through line yeah. than than this game has. I think I understand what's going on, but it's like. I really wish that the cut scenes were a little bit more, I don't know, straight straightforward uh, yeah. and not, you know, a robot face flashing red with German and Kanji just like flashing over what it. what I say like every great. time I
0: close my eyes at night. Yeah.
2: Sure. Um, we got to wrap up. So let me very quickly say that uh, I've been playing a lot of Binding of Isaac. It's extremely good Fuck game. Fuck yeah. Everyone's right. I did Wait, just what, did do you challenge. mean
0: everyone's right or do you mean I was right?
2: Yeah okay, the rest was right. Um, the I just did a challenge called Waka Waka. You done that one? Oh yeah, the Pac Man one. Oh my god, it! I've been doing it for seven hours. <laughs> like it's all I've done, and it's like I I finally just beat it. it was did you play co op
0: at all with Griffin?
2: griffin and i did make a co-op <laughs> run i don't think it helped necessarily but <laughs> I mean, it was i a may joy. have given
1: justin some pretty bad we were set up to finish that challenge in co-op and then we came across one of those rooms that randomizes your whole loadout oh no and we we're like ooh, what if we just did that and maybe it got rid of some of the shitty restrictions that this challenge forces on you only it didn't do that yeah it doesn't it did do get that.
2: rid of all the good shit yeah
1: we we had saved up to so funny to be
2: griff cool. real quick anything else
1: uh, just a bunch of Marvel Snap, but they don't need to hear any more about that. I've fin- I've I've gotten through pool one, and so it's it's nice now that I can watch like more deck building videos and get a little bit more strategic with my shit. But also, I have entered the realm of real players who have pool two decks, and I am getting put in the toilet. It yeah. is really bad uh, now, but it's still a great great fucking game
0: uh i've been playing dave the diver uh which i'm going to talk more about during resties on tuesday but it is a diving roguelike mixed with a sushi uh, restaurant management game
2: whoa what's it called it's called
0: dave the diver it's fucking sick oh my god my computer is started downloading it <laughs> <the>, crazy the <laughs> description um uh, so what's next week yeah well real quick i want to thank the following people for any reviews for the besties on apple podcast dave provost uh, Shaky McBones, Sage Camilla, and BD, thank you for writing reviews f- for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Uh, thank you to everyone else who wrote reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. Next week, I don't know, guys, should we do Sonic Frontiers?
1: I'm very curious about
0: it. Sonic Frontiers yeah, is coming not? out. We could also do uh, Goat Simulator 3, which is also coming out. So maybe we'll do a two for. That's a
2: joke game. I want a real game for a real gamer like Sonic Frontier.
0: Okay. Well, one or both of those games will appear next week.
1: Pokemon's also out next week, but I don't think we're going to have it.
0: Yeah, we will not have it in time, uh, so we'll do it the following week. All right. That is going to do it for us uh, for this week of The Besties. Be sure to join us again
2: next week for The Besties, because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games?
3: Besties!